So I thought I'd mix things up a little today in this episode and talk a little bit about our beloved HVAC trade, which I'm extremely passionate about. And here with me today to help shed light on the trade and how to, if you're not in it, get involved in it through, through trade school, uh, Dr. Thomas Mormon. Welcome, sir. Welcome to our show. Glad to have you here. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, our pleasure. And you are the provost and school director for the Perfect Technician Academy, correct? That is correct. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks for joining us here today. So tell us exactly what the Perfect Technician Academy is. So the Perfect Technician Academy is a trade school focused on air conditioning and HVAC repair. Uh, the goal is really to bring in technicians, uh, someone who may not have any skills at all, uh, as far as they, they have no training in air conditioning, but have some hand technical skills or abilities, things like that, or acumen in that in area or interest in that area. And we'll take that novice and prepare them to operate a truck independently for a contractor. So that, that's the goal. Now, six weeks, it's difficult to do that, but we're gonna give them all the capabilities and skills possible in six weeks to jump in and be able to do that. Um, our program, it is a, it's a high intensity program. It's modeled after a military training model. It was designed by a Marine, uh, taking that military model for training and saying it's full immersion. So we bring you in, it's six weeks of training, six weeks of, or six days a week, for eight hours a day plus two hours of uh, homework every night, so it is a full immersion six week program. So basically, a boot camp. <laughs> it is. It is a boot, boot camp. Basically, what it is, it is a boot camp. That's excellent. Yeah, I was actually wondering how long of a term it was, and does it? It doesn't really matter what walk walk of life you come from, whether you're younger, maybe coming out of high school, or older, maybe you had a previous career. Right, you're open. Your doors are open to to anyone. Correct our doors are open to anyone. You have to be at least 18 years of age. We're, we're a Texas Workforce Commission approved program. And so we're here to help develop the workforce, not just for Texas, but for the country. But, uh, you know, that that's the goal. And so someone has to be 18 years or older and has to have a high school diploma or GED in order to attend. So those are the only requirements. The students that have come in have been from 18 to I think our oldest student that I know of is, was 52. So, you know, there's no, no time too late to kind of change or retrain or to learn a skill trade. Excellent. And no, you know, us in the trade and been around the trade for a long time, we know there's a tremendous shortage of skilled labor. There really is. And you guys, uh, in my mind, are suiting the need specifically geared around HVC, which is absolutely wonderful. Um, in your in your own words, I mean, I know how I would answer this, but someone that's even toying with the idea of, of becoming an HVAC technician, what would you say to them? Say I'm at a table standing across from you at, a, let's say, a trade show. Why would I want to get into the HVAC trade, Dr. Mormon? So I, I think what a lot of people have a misperception that it's a minimum wage trade and that they, you'll always have to be making a minimum wage, uh, that it's a dirty job. You never really get opportunities to advance. And, and the reality is the individuals in this trade have a great opportunity to make a lot of money. And it really is how hard you want to work. If you're willing to work hard, you have a good work ethic. Uh, you know, you feel good with technical skills, working with your hands, you can be very successful in this trade and make much more than a minimum wage. And, and that's something people don't realize. And one of the examples I use is you have a choice. You can go to a trade school or you can go to college. Both are good choices. Have a plan, whichever one you decide to do, make sure you have a plan about what you're going to do with the degree you get or the certificate you get. But if you go to the Department of Labor and you look, what is the average college graduate making in the United States? It's about $48,000 a year. You look at what is the average HVAC technician make? 
it's about $48,000 a year. So you can avoid going $200,000 in debt, uh, come to a trade school, learn a skilled trade. And by the time that person finishes college in four years, you've already made $200,000 and they're $200,000 in debt. So make a plan based on what's going to be best for you. And for everyone, it's going to be a little different. I had one 18-year-old come to our program. He learned a skilled trade, worked in the air conditioning industry, does it every summer. He joins this one company, works every summer. He pays his full way through college through what he makes in the summer as an HVAC tech. So, you know, you can do both even. So there, there's lots of opportunities. Once you get a skilled trade, no one can take that away from you. And you're employable in every state in the United States. And uh, I would say in places all over the world, because really air conditioning around the world doesn't vary much. You just got to learn a different language to understand the instructions. It's it's so interesting that you brought up that person's particular example, because that's actually what I did. I grew up in a family business, a family trade, and it paid my way through through my college education and got my teaching degree. Actually, if you become a teacher, you can still be in the trade and work your summers, right? I mean, that's you can, you can continue that trend. Especially you, you live down here in the South in Texas, where the summers is our heat season. <laughs> you know, you're up North, you may want to be, you know, you may need to have the winters to work a little bit, keep everybody warm. But down here, we want to keep everybody cool in that hot summer. So yeah, you can have your summers off as a teacher and work. There, there's lots of opportunities. That, that's the benefit. Yep. I, I worked a summer in Austin and uh, that, I moved north afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's wonderful. So you threw out the number of like 48,000 a year because that was one of my topics. What do most of your graduates experience when they start getting into the, the workforce? I would say even if it, and I, I know it varies greatly across the country, but I would say even if you're starting off, let's say at 48,000, maybe you have you know, data supporting that number. But I, I would say, in addition to that, that might actually be a starting place because there's a lot of people leaving this trade, right? Your, That's right. Your stock is going to go up regardless. You keep yourself, if you're a conscientious person, you work carefully, you work, you know, diligently, you're going to make your way up the ranks uh, very right. quickly, and you, I think. You build trust with customers, you build trust with your clients, uh, you know, that that's going to help as well. And again, I can only quote, by law, and since we're approved program licensed by the state of Texas, yep. I can only quote Department of Labor statistics as far as salary, yep. but I can also tell you, and so that 48,000 number, yep. that's a Department of Labor statistics number. Yep. They quote, you know, being about $23 an hour. I would yep. say our graduates will make anywhere from 16 to $27 an hour, depending on what part of the country they go to work at, what area, those kind of things. But many of them, that's a base salary, and they also are making commissions on top of that. Uh, some will go to companies that just do piece rate commissions, and so they pay you by the job. And so that's a difficult thing for some people to transition to. But in the residential market, that, that's very common. But what we see is those people going into the residential market on the piece rate, typically if they have a strong work ethic and they're responsible and do well, uh, they tend to make much more than the average. Yeah, the opportunities for advancement, I totally agree with you, are there. They're there. They're, there's no question about it. And um, so do you have out-of-state folks coming into Texas to actually go through your program? Actually, the majority of our students do come from out-of-state. We, we have about 60% of our students from out-of-state, and then the rest come from Texas. But, uh, you know, we place probably 65% of them outside of the state of Texas. So it really just depends. We have many military bases here in Texas. So I, I reach out to those military bases for transitioning military guys. And talking to these guys who say work on a Patriot missile system, have a lot of technical skills, sure. don't know what they're going to do, never wanted to go to college, don't want to go to college now. They're leaving the military. And uh, the trade school is really a great fit for them because they have a lot of technical skills. And I, I guarantee you, if you can fix a Patriot missile system, you can fix the home <laughs> air conditioning heating system. So it's just a matter of retooling those skills. 
And, and so, you know, we have a lot of people that are here in Texas on military bases that we talk to, but they want to move back to Indiana. They want to move back to New York, North Carolina, California, wherever they're from, their family's from, or say their spouse's family is from. And, and so we try to work out connections to allow them to move to those areas and we'll work with contractors all over the country for that placement. So a couple of questions based on what you just said. Um, how do you handle housing for those folks coming in out of state? Do you have do you a partnership with an apartment complex or what or is there housing on yeah. campus? So actually, handle- we, we have a very good contract uh, that we've worked out with uh, one of the local hotels. Basically, it costs about $50 a night uh, to stay at a Marriott property. So it's not a low scale place. It's a nice hotel, nice place. Um, and so they, they basically can do a single room and, it, and it'll cost them $2,400 for the six weeks, or they can do a double room and it'll cost $1,200 for the six weeks. And so they'll share a room with another student in that regard. Uh, and so that's something that they would have to pay on their own outside of the school. But I mean, they may pay us, we'll pay the hotel, however we work that out. But that's one of the pieces of that puzzle is that's separate from the tuition. And it's still way less than one semester room and board at a, <laughs> at a four-year institution too. Yeah, well, and the regular rate at this hotel, I mean, if you just went and, and tried to book it at the lowest, if you went on, uh, you know, one of these uh, hotel.com places and tried to book it, yeah, you're probably yeah. gonna pay at least $80 a night. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we work something out with them for volume and other purposes. And because we're local and we're, we're partners in different organizations locally that we're able to do that. Gotcha. And we do it as rent. So you don't pay the hotel motel taxes, all that other stuff. So there's very few fees and stuff associated with it. So it keeps that cost down if we pay it in a one installment as rent, as opposed to paying it every night as a hotel stay, then you have to incur a lot of other expenses. So that allows us to keep that price down. Very, very easy and straightforward. That's excellent. So your, your actual curriculum, your six week program is designed to create person that wants to be a technician, correct? Not a service installer, but a technician, correct? Yeah, or do you we, offer it's multiple? Really, uh, it's really, we're focused on creating that technician, but many people will go into maintenance and service, uh, as, you know, initially, uh, some may even go into install initially. They're, they're going to learn the skills they need to know in order to do it all. But the focus of the program is to be a repair service technician. So, I mean, we go through uh, everything, all the basic stuff you need to know about air conditioning, about repair, about electricity, plumbing, all the pieces that go into that. But then we also go into the customer relation piece of it. So there's a full week of customer training and how to deal with customers, everything from where to park your van to uh, how you approach the front door and you know how you should do that. And what's the first thing you say when you they open the door? Yeah. I mean, we go through that whole thing. They actually videotape themselves having these client interactions and then critique mm-hmm. themselves back. So you know, it's the whole thing that we try to go through. That's so very important. And I'm glad you you actually incorporate that into your curriculum because it's a first impression kind of thing too. When you walk into somebody's house for the first time, etiquette, you know, there's certain etiquette protocol you want to follow that you represent yourself and your company in a, in a certain way. And I think that's, that's wonderful that you incorporate yeah, respect that. Respect for the home, respect for the mm-hmm. homeowner, all those things that, you know, you just, uh, for some of us, it comes first nature. Uh, that's one of the reasons we love yeah. the military guys, because uh, a lot of that respect piece, they've already learned that's been ingrained in their nature through the military. And so, Uh, It's easy for them. They have a lot of the soft skills already to make the transition into the trades. So do they get the uh, 608 uh, universal refrigerant certification as well along the way? Are they? they Yes. So that's the, that's the part that we do. That one's a a mandatory piece. They have, they cannot complete our program without doing uh, the EPA certification. So once they have the EPA certification, 
they can complete our program. Uh, we do offer along the way, we do some self-study if they wanna do some stuff in addition to our curriculum. They can also do up to five NAIT certifications if they choose to do it. So they can do the core and one other, or they can do the core and four others. It's really up to them how much they wanna put into it, extra time in the evenings or on Saturday evenings. Because our curriculum ends Saturday at one o'clock so that you know they have some extra time Saturday afternoon if they wanna do some additional things. Yeah, I was wondering actually if you were going to incorporate any of the Nate uh, the Nate uh, program. That's excellent. They, yep. they pay an extra fee for the exam, mm -hmm. but it, it's really the cost of the Nate exam plus a proctoring fee, and that's it. So, yep. So this graduate, minimal. if they do that, it just again they just improve their stock as well based on everything else you gave them. It's just one more uh, notch on their on their stock, their personal stock, and what they're what they're bringing and, to the table when they go for those interviews to get hired. Yeah, and one that. of the things we find is a lot of contractors will put on that they want five years of experience. But if you get a couple of NAIT certifications, uh, they look at that five years experience, say, well, hey, they have these NAIT certifications, they, they may overlook that. So, uh, you know, that's one of the challenges of someone coming new to the profession. We say, yeah, we're losing people from the profession, but a lot of contractors don't want to hire someone if they don't have at least five years experience in the profession. Well, it's really hard to gain entry if you're not willing to open that door to some of these guys. Right, right. So uh, for the six week program what is the overall cost to a person okay we talked about the, the the room part of it the actual to start to finish what are we looking at for somebody as far as an out of pocket yeah, so the tuition and fees everything together it's pretty expensive but it's a lot less than a, a year of college yep, but yep. it's seventeen thousand one hundred dollars for the whole program but the way we set it up mm -hmm. we set it up where you put down a down payment the down payment the minimum down payment is sixteen hundred dollars and then once you finish the program you pay us about it's our average is about $250 a month mm -hmm. until you pay off the balance. So we want we want to make sure that you're working in the industry and then able to pay that back. So, uh, you know, that's a part of it is when I came to the trade school, I came out of medical education. I worked in medical education for 25 years. Okay. So my background is an educator. I'm not a tradesman. That's not my, you know, my, <laughs> I have a doctorate degree in education. And uh, my focus when I came here, I, I talked to the owners, you know, I, I've known them through things locally and they came to me and said, we're trying to get this thing really rolling. Uh, can you help us with it? I said, okay, I'm glad to do it. However, trade schools have a bad reputation, especially for-profit trade schools. And I said, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it the right way. Okay. If we're going to do this, we're going to try to bring in the right students. Mm -hmm. We're going to do everything we can to graduate 100% of the students we bring in. And we're going to do everything we can to place 100% of those graduates and then we're going to earn the trust of the employers based on the quality of that graduate's performance once they're in that job. And that's what it's got to be about is the quality of that product we're putting out and, you know, not having these huge, large classes and putting as many people as you can into them. Uh, the maximum size class we'll have is 14 students. Uh, we have probably one of the, I think we have one of the best labs. Uh, we have about 74 pieces of equipment in the lab. People walk in and say, well, this is some old equipment. I said, exactly. That's what you're going to see when you walk into a house. So we have old equipment, new equipment, all kinds of different types of things so that uh, people can get that full experience of what they're going to see when they're actually in the field. And that's why we have a much more diverse uh, lab as far as the equipment we have, where you go to a lot of trade schools and have four or five pieces of equipment to work on. And the 30 people in the class, you have six people working on one piece at the same time. Uh, here, we're going to pair you up. Uh, and you're going to work with a partner on something and that's it. And you're, every time we're in the lab, you're working directly with one person on something and they may be at the electrical panel while you're working on it and you'll be at the electrical panel while they're working on it. And you're going to go through the whole thing about, hey, you know, turn off the electricity when you're working on these things. So, you know, we're, every, safety is a big part of the training as well. Mm -hmm. So 14 people per class. 
that's the maximum that will that's, exist. That's wonderful. I mean, that's a really intimate up and close. And how many instructors do you have, doctor? So there, there's one instructor per course, and mm -hmm. that instructor follows those students through the entire course and after the course. So one of the things that we offer, I mean, we talk about the tuition is really high and that stuff. Some people plan said, yes, but we do a lot of aftercare as well. Just because you finish the program doesn't mean we're done with you. Mm -hmm. If you're on site and you're on a job and you're lost and confused, you can call that instructor. They'll pull it up, take some pictures. They'll throw it up on the screen. They'll use it as a teaching lesson in their class. Or if it's in the middle of the night, they'll still answer and walk you through what you need to know to figure it out asking you questions and kind of challenging you so that you can still use that experience, that time in the moment as a learning tool, continuing that learning even after you're gone. So that's one of our commitments to our students is if you ever run into a problem and you're not sure, call us, we'll walk you through it. Wow. So are any of your instructors, former drill instructors, just out of curiosity? <laughs> uh, none of our instructors are drill instructors, but uh, uh, like I said, it's the person who designed our curriculum is a Marine. And uh, there you go. We have a few other Marines around here and some there others. You go. Uh, so, all positive influences, all positive. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, positive discipline and uh, expectations. Go. So yeah, expectations Excellent. to do it right the first time. Excellent. Excellent. Um, are there any scholarship opportunities available for any attendees or the students? So uh, we, we don't have direct scholarships from the school, but there are a couple things. If you're a Texas resident, the Texas Workforce Commission, we are licensed through them. Uh, there are federal grants that will pay for workforce development. So if someone's getting retraining, the Texas Workforce Commission will pay either up to $15,000 of that tuition. So it, you've got to qualify for that, work through a counselor independently. So that's one. Uh, we also accept GI Bill. So if you're a veteran, you're eligible for veteran benefits. We do have a, a third party donor that once veterans have completed the program, they'll look through their balances. If there's a balance on there, they may you know, pay off that balance. They've committed to pay a certain portion of every veteran that comes, whether they're GI Bill eligible or not. So that's been a plus, but that's not directly the school. That's a third party, just community vendor. And so there, there's things that are out there, but mm -hmm. I would tell people to check with your local workforce commissions as well and local organizations. I've had a group in Mississippi that paid for a student to come to the school, things like that as well, to help them get their get a new skill and retrain so they can enter the workforce again. Especially this time with the pandemic and everything that's gone on, there's a lot of people that are unemployed that really want to work. If you really want to work, this is a great industry for you because there's lots of work out there, especially with people staying home as much as they are now. That home environment has to be comfortable. Yep. Some of the busiest people I knew working last year were actually uh, our tradespeople. I mean, they were, as long as they were allowed in the home, they were busy. They were one of yeah. the busiest years, honestly. When everything came out in March, we slowed down for about two weeks as yeah. far as industry stuff. And then everything picked back right up. And uh, we've been pretty busy ever since. Probably the only issue is financing issues that have come up uh, to make mm -hmm. sure that uh, the clients can get finance for new systems and things like that when they need it. Mm -hmm. So that's been the only challenge through this year, I think. So you were still able to conduct your um, your six-week courses through most of last year, despite what, what happened? We, uh, we continued having live uh, in-person classes mm -hmm. all the way through. Uh, our classes have been smaller through mm -hmm. the pandemic. I mean, we've had classes mm -hmm. of four and five and six, but uh, we're committed to continue going. One of the things in order to maintain all our eligibilities and license with the state, we can't go 30 days without offering classes. So we, we found ways to make sure that people were here and interested. Uh, fortunately, we have a lot of great contractor partners that have continued sending us students from all over the country. We've been fortunate about that. So we've been able to maintain classes all the way through. They've just been a little bit smaller, but uh, they're starting to pick up again. And I, I see 
uh, now that immunizations are happening and people mm -hmm. are feeling more comfortable, uh, I expect within the next six to eight weeks, we're going to be back up to 10 to 14 people in a class. I was going to say, I, I would envision, you know, once things start to normalize here, um, I think you're going to be challenged to keep it at 14. I mean, do you see a demand, a growing demand? Are you going to, or do you have any plans for expansion going forward? Absolutely. So we do see a growing demand. Right now we have six classrooms in our facility. We only use three of them. So we, we could actually have two classes going simultaneously with 14 students each. So we have the capacity to double what we've done in the past. Uh, we're not doing that yet because we want to make sure that we grow uh, in a timely way at the right time and make sure that we're meeting the need of the employers that, I don't want to have so many students that I can't get them employed. I want to make sure that everyone we're bringing in, we're doing the right things to get them employed. And so part of that is a staffing model as we grow is making sure we incorporate the right staff at the right time, that we continue meeting our placement goals and everything like that. So uh, it's being thoughtful growth is the way I'd put it. Excellent. So if someone's interested, where's the best place for them to go to, to find more information and get in contact uh, with you and your staff, Dr. Mormon? Yeah, the best way is just to go to our website. It's perfecttechnicianacademy.com. Uh, all the information is there. Uh, there's brochures to download. There's calendars out there. Uh, you can apply online. There's no cost to apply. Uh, that'll just get you in contact with one of our representatives. And I'd also say, go ahead and look us up on YouTube, Perfect Technician Academy on YouTube. And uh, we have lots of testimonials and videos out there that you can look at and kind of make your, your mind up for your own. Uh, and if you're really interested in becoming an HVAC tech, I encourage you to reach out to some of your local companies and ask them if you can do a ride along with one of their technicians. They can do it on a Saturday, a Sunday, uh, any day during the week. Uh, most of them will be willing to let you do that. Make sure it's something you know what you're getting into and it's something you're going to enjoy before you jump in and come to school. Excellent piece of advice, actually. Excellent. No, no better way to test the waters and just do a ride along. That's, that's excellent advice. So just out of curiosity, has Mike Rowe the dirty jobs guy heard of you yet? I, I don't know if he's heard of us, but we sure have heard of him. I yeah. mean, actually, on the wall directly in front of me, I have his sweat pledge up on the wall. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's something we believe in. We, we share a lot of the same philosophies. We talk yeah. about him quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, the reality is, is I think we're still pretty small and growing, but yeah. uh, we're doing it the right way. And if we do it the right way long enough, people are going to notice. Yeah, absolutely. He's a huge advocate for skilled trades, obviously. And I love following that guy. And I'll tell you what, yeah. take this, take this interview and send it right up to his publicist and get his, <laughs> you might get some more scholarships out of it. That's my whole reason for saying that. Yeah, absolutely. So I know he does scholarships. We've looked at that before. I think we've yeah. sent him some information, but yeah. again, uh, you know, we're, we're only five years old, so we're really getting our feet mm -hmm. wet, really getting started, really kind of jumping into things, but we also want to do it the right way. And Sometimes doing it the right way means you got to take it a little bit slower and make sure. Absolutely. There's no question. There's no question. Well, thank you very much for sharing uh, what you got going on there. And you are in the, you're a, you're a Dallas Fort Worth suburb, right? Is where you're physically located. Yeah, we're that... 20 miles West of Fort Worth, Texas. Gotcha. Gotcha. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Dr. Mormon, the best of luck to you and your staff there. You know, best wishes going forward. I, I'll do anything in my, uh, my ability to send folks your way and, and suggest your website and contact uh, information. So uh, best of luck to you. And for anyone listening out there that is even slightly or remotely thinking about an HVAC trade, I'll tell you, it's you can't go wrong. Look up the information Dr. Mormon shared with us today. Do a ride along uh, maybe with a local company, as he mentioned. And um, literally, it's a skill you'll have for your for the entire life and you could take it wherever you might want to live. So you pick your geography, you're going to have a job, right, Dr. Mormon? <laughs> 
That's exactly it. Well, thank you, Rob, for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.